2: the episode of Hops News, a podcast that talks about comic books, movies, TV shows, and we usually feature a beer of the week. I am Matt, with me is Lauren. We have a little bit of a different episode this week, as we are going to be out joined by our friends Joe Bablazo and Christian Atlee of the Heretic Party Pod here in a little bit to talk about seasons one through five of Supernatural. But first, we're going to talk some Supernatural, the ending of season five, to pick up where we were kind of left off last time. This is your first time on the show. Well, we hope you stay. Of course, normally we do news, beer of the week, what we've messed up on, what we've been reading or watching. Today's a little differently, but don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends, tell your mom, tell your grandparents, I don't care who it is. Play those episodes. And if you feel so inclined, join us, patreon.com slash hopsgeeknews. That said, my beer of the week is from Dorchester Brewing Company out of Dorchester, Massachusetts it's called forever OFD it is a double IPA it says on the side oh, of this
3: oh like footer. so it was brewed in a, in a fooder
2: maybe I don't know this is I'm having two beers on this episode so this is my first one so I am hoppy balanced classic mosaic and Galaxy double IPA fresh local craft proudly brewed in Boston now uh, Dorchester is kind of a rough part of town wouldn't recommend going there by yourself however it is, uh, still pretty good. I didn't know they had a brewery there. So when I went home, I picked up some beers and, uh, I haven't really drank beer in a little while. I've been kind of recovering and just not in the mood, which is weird. Something might be wrong with me. And, uh,
3: that's like the week. <laughs> your so body's just trying to be healthy.
2: I'm all, I mean that too. I haven't really been able to work out like I normally do. So I'm trying to like, just be cautious.
3: Right, it's like never drink if you don't want to. It should be no obligation to. Or drink. if you're sad, always drink when you're sad. No, I'm. Sorry. Oh, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. Only what if drinking you- makes you happy. <laughs>
1: Yes. I don't know if that's
3: good either. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I am. If you follow me on the Hoppy Mommy, I posted this on my Instagram and my TikTok already. Which I'm going to do a shameless plug for myself. Anybody who's on TikTok, we are on TikTok, hopskeek Geek News, but we want to try to be able to go live together. But you have to have a thousand followers to do so.
2: And I'm really lazy on TikTok. <laughs>
3: I am stuck at 680. Um, so if you give me a follow, so then we can go live more often. But I did post this beer. This beer is oh, absolutely where'd you delicious. Get from? It's from a la carte, which a la carte is a little like beer bottle placed by us. I've, I've mentioned them multiple times. They are beer options always blow my mind. Like they always have fantastic stuff. And what it is, is they have like a permanent building. With quite a few beers on tap and an amazing can line always, and then they have like food trucks that are there not permanently but like semi permanently. So you have multiple options, and it's like a little yard area. They do like movie nights. It's very family friendly. And my husband and I got this beer on tap and loved it so much. We got some cans, and I'm drinking the last one. I hope he doesn't. I love get upset. that can. Dang, I would. <laughs> we be drank upset. two of them yesterday. yesterday. Well, if I go back, I'll try to get more. It's a triple IPA. Uh, it is a collab from a la Carte and arcane ale works, which is in Largo, Florida. I have not been to arcane yet, but I've heard nothing but good things nice. about arcane. And it is called super saw brothers, three, triple, triple IPA. Um, and so I picked this one because it's absolutely delicious, but also because much like in Mario, you die and you come back to life much True. like In Supernatural, you die and come back to life. Oh my
2: God, the amount that they all die and they just come back. And it's like, I like how the later seasons, they're like, dude, how are you back? I don't know. they just kind of like,
3: Oh, it gets even worse know. with that. They're like, why are you alive? Well, and they even make a made a comment. I'll jump ahead to an episode that you just watched was, oh, you guys have died more than you remember. Yes. You just don't remember dying. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like that could be like a web, web series of all the times they just randomly die. And they've probably hung out with like Ash and whatnot there. That's true. But I also, it is the game two of the Eastern Conference. I'm, I'm sorry, two. game five. It's game five. Of the eastern conference finals and so the heat a lot of people thought they were dead and they came back nobody to life. thought the
2: heat were dead everybody knows that playoff jimmy butler is a whole other beast and eric is like one of the best coaches in the league so nobody counted he is
3: Spoelstra is awesome i love Spoelstra. uh well They were saying like before the series started though they're like the Heat have a three percent chance of beating the Celtics. That's just
2: because the. Yeah, no, you can never look. We were eighth seed, so that's why. But people who know basketball knew how this would go.
3: But how pretty is this glass? If you like the Heat and you like beer, Miami. We don't like either.
2: We like beer. We just don't like the Heat. So anyway, I like the Heat. Moving on to three oh
3: five, Miami, Wade County.
2: Let's go here. Yeah, let's move on. Let's talk Supernatural. Uh, We're going to pick up with uh, Season 5, Episode 15, I think, right?
3: Uh, Yeah, Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid.
2: Man, that's how long it's been since we talked. I have finished it. That's crazy. So we're just going to kind of go through these kind of briefly, not spend too much time. But in this episode, Dead men Don't Wear Plaid, the episode title got its name from the movie Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid, which is the Steve Martin film that came out in 1982 in this movie. Steve Martin's character interacts with characters from old black and white movies by splicing the old scenes with the new scenes. The new actors were able to interact with many actors that had passed many years before, much like the deceased people in this episode interacted with their still living loved ones. So the premise of this was Sam and Dean travel to Bobby's hometown to investigate why the dead were rising from their graves. And then Dean has a strange encounter with Bobby's dead wife. Yeah, his wife came back. That was weird.
3: Karen, she was so sweet.
2: She was. She was nice and sweet, but this one was kind of creepy because it's like the zombie aspect. And then eventually they kind of go crazy and started eating people's faces and stuff. And it was kind of gnarly.
3: It's like, you were going to kill me? You're a zombie. No, I'm a taxpayer.
2: Yeah. Oh, like love... I'm a citizen. I'm a tax-paying citizen.
3: And then you, know, you got to meet Jody. So Jody is, you're definitely going to see her again. She is a... Uh, really? somewhat of a staple from here on out. Um, I don't know when the next time is. You, I know what the situation is the next time you see her, but I don't know how long it'll be. But there is a line in this where Dean's like rubbing his head and he and they're like, oh, talking about, you know, the zombies and revelations and the apocalypse. A revelation, not revelations. And Dean says, must be Thursday. And that was because they used to air on Thursday. So a little meta line clever. in there for you.
2: Clever, clever. Yeah. Good episode. It was cool to see Bobby's wife. And, you know, because bobby was very hesitant to do anything he's like that's my wife you son of a bitch
3: i know oh, he was lying too he was he lying was. to them he was and she was so young i'm guessing she was the age she was when she when he had well, to kill her
2: right yeah because if you remember bobby had to kill his wife and that's kind of how he got into hunting and but he thought
3: shebang. he had to kill his wife which is much worse because he later realized that didn't do anything so he carries you know that guilt around with him constantly or Bobby, man.
2: What? We're going to get to it. There's an episode in Poor season Karen. six that we're, we get to spend with Bobby, and I'm like, good for you, Bobby. Anyways, <laughs> episode 16 is Dark Side of the Moon, which of course was named after the Pink Floyd album. This one is ambushed by angry hunters. Sam and Dean are shot and killed. They are then sent to heaven. Castiel warns Dean that Zachariah is looking for them up there in heaven. Fun facts. Fun facts. The hunters that kill them are Walt and Roy and <gasps> Ash mentioned Disneyland and
3: Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. So Walt and Roy, of course, are Walter Elias Disney and Roy don't know his middle name Disney. So that is Walt Disney and his brother Roy. So I love that because then there was also the the references to the parks. As soon as that was one of the few Easter eggs I caught the first time on my own. because I was like, wait, Walt and Roy. There's so many things that I didn't catch until my second, third, fourth or my Google search. This so.
2: was a yeah, no, this episode was fun.
3: Well yeah, and the fact that they're in heaven, it's it's kind of like a parallel. Like some people consider Disney to be heaven and like it's you know, you create your own little heaven. Maybe I just went off on a Disney adult comment. Although well, no, you're that right, it's it wasn't like the one no. where Sam no, this one isn't
2: the one where Sam and Dean like didn't talk ever. No, I can't remember.
3: I, no, no, no. Must... That was the gin one. That one wasn't that's real. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's
2: right. This is the, this is the one where they, I can, I.
3: Where they die and they learn when you go to heaven, you're just replaying your best memories. But of course, Ash has figured out how to beat the system in heaven and he can travel yes. to other people's heavens. And that's so right. that's why, and of course there was some, um. Well, here, I'll let you read the fun facts and then we'll go over yes.
2: more. Yes, uh, there are numerous homages to the film Matrix and its trilogies in this episode. Dean mentions the movie, then Ash navigates the angel radio on his computer in a fashion very similar to the way operators navigate the Matrix. Zachariah mentions he has four heads making him a seraph. I can never pronounce that. That Which sounded right. is the name of a character in the trilogy. The character of Joshua shares several traits with the Oracle. And finally, when Zachariah catches the boys. The room is bathed in a green light, alluding to the very green look of the world inside the Matrix. And this is where we get confirmation that God did, in fact, save the boys and put them on a plane when Lucifer rose. And he rebuilt Cass.
3: He only rebuilt Cass because ratings would plummet every time Misha Collins was no longer on the show. So, was that the case? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Misha Collins was only supposed to be on for a few episodes. And so people loved him. So they kept finding ways to keep him in and then they would kill him and they would have to find a way to bring him back.
2: Well, I loved, I do love him. I see why, because in this, like he kind of really becomes unhinged in this season slowly. You think he's
3: unhinged now? Well,
2: he becomes a human and then he becomes like an alcoholic and then you can see his backstory. And he's also kind of like goofy at the same time as he's doing all this. So Right.
3: Because he's just literal and he has no... Sense of pop culture awareness. Well, you saw in the beginning of season six too, with my people skills are rusty. (laughs) But now I always love because, you know, everybody does that. I understood that reference with Captain America and then you have Cass. I don't understand that reference. So that's always a cute little parallel. Uh, So there was also, you know, they were doing like the poltergeist, like Castiel was literally in the TV and Dean even refers to him as the little girl's name in there. But it was, you know, uh, interesting though, that like they're reliving their favorite memories and like Sam's is at Thanksgiving and like, he's very uncomfortable because he was like 12 at that Thanksgiving yeah. and this little girl's like touching his leg. Uh, but you know, it was kind of fun. And of course we got to see Mary world's worst mother, uh, That's and true. start to get a little bit more behind.
2: Well, it's cool to see like what their idea of heaven would be like too. in a way. Yeah. You
3: know? Yeah. And then, of course, you know, there's some people see a tunnel or some people see this. What do you see? Of course, a Dean sees a road. That makes complete sense. that's true. The road so far. Yeah. Well,
2: next episode, we have 99 problems, which the town is prepared to. Yes. The demon is one. Lucifer is one. But this town is prepared to fight the apocalypse. However, a minister's daughter sows discord amongst the ranks. Man, this episode creeps me out because religions are cults. This Was the 99th episode episodes of the show
3: amazing,
2: but also they got 99 problems. And yes, a whore is one, which they had to kill the whore. Who's the whore? <laughs> He's You're like,
3: like she's not a prophet, whore. she's a whore. Jeez, Gus, tell us how you really feel. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Sam, of course, is an abomination. Uh, These are just some of Castiel's amazing quotes in this. Oh, yes. Because you need a messenger of heaven. He's like, it's not me. It's not Dean. Sam, of course, is an abomination. Um, The don't ask stupid questions. I found a liquor store and I drank it. Yes. And, you know, this was
2: wasted in this one.
3: Some of the stuff I would think back and like, well, that doesn't make sense. How could he get drunk? He's an angel. It's like Wolverine. Like you can instantly regenerate. Like, why would you have a hangover? You can regenerate. He's not being able to tap the powers of heaven. Yeah. And he can't heal other people, so it makes sense that he can't heal himself. He has wings, so he can still fly. But like that was one of those things I never fully understood because, you know, when you watch him, I don't know for the first time, it's just gets so much more every time. But this one, this one was messed. Like, because this is very you kind of see it in
2: like modern day religion, even how easily a whole crowd of people were swayed, and then. They to do evil. Yeah. Yeah. They like, they think they're doing the work of the Lord, but they were swayed to be doing evil. They're locking kids in a closet to slaughter and light them on fire. And it was kind of dark, man.
3: Like the one woman, you know, you do anything for your kid, but are you going to damn yourself to, you know, eternal damnation to bring your child back?
2: And this was also when we, you know, Dean ends up killing the Hooer, and it's kind of, that's where it's, Hey, he was going to say yes to Michael.
3: Yeah. And so he was a messenger of God. Yeah. And I think that was maybe some of it. He thought, okay, maybe, you know, I was able to do do this and I didn't think I could. And it's also a last stitch effort. He's desperate. Right.
2: Well, yeah, at this point he, he definitely is. He doesn't know what else to do at this point. And so this leads us into the point of no return, which is episode 18. Zachariah has a new plane to overcome Lucifer. However... The strategy has unforeseen destructive consequences. The number of Dean's hotel room is 100 because this is the 100th episode of the show. And the point of no, K-N-O-W, similar to the title of this episode, is the title of a song by the group Kansas. The performer of Carry On, My Wadeward Son.
3: The unofficial theme song, but yes. also the official theme song it's of It's kind of the official theme song, I feel like. I think everybody does now. Yeah. Uh, I mean the very last you. episode's called Carry On. True. I uh, I Spoilers. don't really remember
2: this episode. I'll be honest with you.
3: Um the point of no return, Zachara. Okay. I think this was the one where they tried to lock Dean in the room.
2: Maybe? He he leaves, I think. Doesn't he? He's gone. Yeah, guys, we're 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 killing it. I'm uh, pull I, it up. I don't honestly remember this episode. I don't really remember
3: well, I copy and paste the descriptions from IMDb, but I usually know. Yeah, it's the one where Dean's in the room. And so they've basically got Michael and Dean gets in the room and like he tells him he's going to say yes. And then he doesn't. And he like winks at Sam.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where he kills. Yes. He kills oh, Zachariah. Yes. Yeah.
3: That's right. I remember now. But then Adam gets locked in the room because Adam was too busy looking around the room to get the hell out of there. I don't know why Dean had to carry Sam out and not yes. Adam clearly it was so Adam could get Zachariah's locked in the plan room was to
2: bring Adam Adam comes back to life their their stepbrother and half brother Half brother that's what i meant well, he's got to have
3: the blood of John
2: Yeah so he's going to say yes and become the new vessel and all that stuff however Dean pulls pulls a fakie and this is where we finally kill that asshole Zachariah Yes now i remember this one Really yeah, he's good such it was a mess. There's a lot of emotion. One thing Jensen does really well is his he portrays emotions very well, which mm-hmm. I think is why they always give him the more emotional scenes in beats because he does such a good job with them.
3: Yeah. And it makes sense, too, with him being the older brother, having to carry more stress and weight and whatnot. Yeah, And that's why so many supernatural people have also said, like, why is Jensen Ackles not getting, like, you know, bigger roles? And I think part of it was because he was so committed to Supernatural. Like, oh, agreed you know, somebody straight up asked him in an interview when he was talking about the boys, like, did you audition for captain America? And he's like, you know, cause that's like a rumor. And he's like, no, I didn't have time. You think MCU is going to work around my schedule when I'm on the CW, you know, filming 21, 23 episodes a season. Well, uh, but yeah, part he's of like the biggest so show range. just
2: about too. That's also why, like, I think it's one of those things where I'm a part of like, he's having fun. He met his wife. Mm-hmm. He's had his best friend. He's, you know why would you like it's a safe bet but also like this is one of the biggest shows and he probably knew that and so i don't know
3: right and the whole thing was you know like a family i mean you even hear it on the podcast they do everybody knows everybody and they're friends with everybody exactly um but yeah no supernatural fans have been saying for years like jensen ackles doesn't get the credit he deserves because his superior acting is on a cw show and i think he's starting to get that and like he was really good in the boys oh
2: really good in the boys yeah
3: but i still feel like it didn't
1: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Show how good he is. I mean, he had those scenes with Homelander at the end, which were right. you know phenomenal. But he just, yeah, yeah. You see, and he's so good at delivering comedy, too. And he's good at switching it back and forth. Agreed.
2: For sure. So. Yeah. Well, this one takes us into. Uh, we're on to the devil U K N O. Skip episode
3: 19 Hammer of the Gods. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Gabriel.
2: The Winchesters are abducted by a group of renegade gods who want to use them as a bargaining tool to stop the apocalypse. Fun fact about this is the Elysian Fields, also called Elysium are the final resting place of the souls of the heroic and fortuitous in the greek mythology and religion
3: yeah hotel was the elysian hotel
2: so they're at this weird hotel they're like a five four-star hotel in the middle of nowhere they're like how did we get here there was a
3: biblical storm outside
2: yes it turns out that a group of gods i can't remember all of the gods
3: names oh god there was a bunch odin was one of them i know i remember like Uh, Kali was one the elephant dude was one uh, wasn't it Hermes that was really fast that was taking people's blood? I
2: think so. And yeah, I remember the elephant one because they they open the door and they see a guy with an yeah.
3: elephant. <laughs> <laughs> it's like T-minor, but I don't remember what it <laughs> that was. That was, that was
2: good. How about some privacy or something like that? That was good. Mm. But yeah, so they basically are kidnapping and Sam and Dean are like, hey, why don't we work together? We'll kill Satan. We'll call him here. We'll bring him here and we'll kill him together. That doesn't work out. Obviously, not so much. Satan does show up. They do bring Satan. However, it obviously doesn't work out. Satan kills everybody. And this is where we find out the trickster was actually Gabriel the whole time. Well, we knew that. Oh, I forgot. We learned that
3: in Changing Channels. That's right, because they trapped him. See, look,
2: I forget a lot. So that's when they trapped him. Okay, yes, we did know that,
3: yes. So Loki, though, the actual Loki does look like him. So Odin does think that that is Loki. That's why they called him Loki,
2: yeah. I was confused at first.
3: Because they they don't know that he's Gabriel. Yeah. Oh, they, they bring him back? Okay. They explain that a little later. Much later, basically, Gabriel to hide from the other angels, he got the permission of Loki to use his face. Uh, but Loki okay. still exists too. So Loki and Gabriel look like twins. Gotcha. So they're both Richard Spate Jr., Sprite Jr., sense. Spate Jr. Um, that makes sense.
2: Well, uh, yes. yeah, he tries to double cross and kill Satan, being like, my brother, ah, uh, and Satan and kills him. So. A
3: Casa Erotica to the rescue.
2: That's true. Yeah, this was, uh, this was a good episode. And that's when
3: Gabriel and Casa Erotica, which is a continuing thing throughout the show, uh, tells them about the cage. And that they can open the cage and push Lucifer back in. And you see uh, Lucy's um, vessel is not doing great. I forgot yes. what his vessel's name is. I forgot
2: the name too, but yeah, he looks, ooh, he was looking rough.
3: Yeah, it's a basic white guy name. Of course it Can't is, remember. I don't remember. But yes, that's what happened in that episode. And they were eating people. Why does everybody? I love, like, They're that's not even eating. the first Why time. Why are the gods
2: always eating people?
3: I don't know, but that's because not the those first time that the old
2: people were gods. means like, they don't be eating. people. The creepy yeah. old people. Remember in the earlier episode, the two gods, like the old people at the house that they got into and
3: oh, yeah, yeah Christmas or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, they're making their their sacrifices.
2: Yeah, yeah. Were so, they
3: eating them or just sac? I don't.
2: Ugh. I don't remember. Anyways, the devil you know, Crowley offers to help the brothers Nick. hunt
3: down. Mm. Nick is generic. Lucifer's vessel. Sorry. Very generic. Okay.
2: Crowley help offers to help the brothers hunt down pestilence and reclaim his ring, while Dean gets a lesson in trust when Sam's history with the four horsemen's demons stable boys revealed. I don't remember this. <laughs>
3: This is the one, um, we get to meet Brady. So, uh, first off pestilence, does he look familiar? He's the, um, Rick Moranis next door neighbor and honey. I shrunk the kids. Oh, really?
2: Okay. That makes sense. Um, He had a very familiar face. Yes.
3: Yeah. So that's, that's what I know him the most from. I can just picture him yelling at his kids and being mad. He can't go fishing. So Crowley is, you know, trying to help the brothers out. So they're like, well, I don't want Sam to come. Sam's very emotional. And you get like, I love Crowley this episode. I feel like any episode Crowley's and I love him because he's just like, okay, Sam's being whiny. Sam is being whiny. Sam's being ridiculous. And he has anger issues. He's a hundred percent correct. And I love that Dean actually gives Crowley some trust. So we go to meet his right-hand man is actually uh, from Smallville. He played Lana's boyfriend, Whitney, in season one. Mm. So Jensen and this guy have both played Lana's uh, Lana Lang's love interest in Smallville. But he uh, they were trying to get the vaccine. And remember, he was trying to push the vaccine. And then when you come they bring him back and Sam sees who he is. And it's a friend of his from college who actually introduced him to his girlfriend, Jess. And then he's the one that actually killed Jess, not Azazel. Brady. Brady, yeah.
2: Yes, that's right. And, uh,
3: at the beginning of this, this was the first time I caught this and I did post it on our TikTok. When they're in the lab at the very beginning of this episode, you see a herpexia sign and that was the herpes medication from changing channels <laughs> where Sam has to say the line. <laughs> So funny uh so i saw that and there was an actually a comic book reference to lucifer as well it was very subtle um crowley's talking to brady and he's like when morning star cleans house yes. lucifer's last name in the comics is Morningstar. star yes. so some fun little easter eggs you got to see crowley bringing his bigger uh hellhound
2: yes that was fun when he you know the hellhound broke in and then he brought his hellhound and they fought each other and that was, that was cool. I always like when they bring the hellhounds because it, it must be so awkward acting against something like that because <laughs> they don't, obviously they're invisible. There's literally nothing. And they're yeah. just like you hear dog noises, active dog noises and claw marks and like we're going to burst air on your face and whatever right. else you have to do. It's, so, it's probably so awkward all the time.
3: Well, there's some outtakes. Like there's one of Dean, like when you're Soldier Soul and the hellhounds are coming to get you, you know, you saw this at the end of season four four no end of season three no end of season four where uh dean's about to go to hell and he's seeing like weird faces and things start to look evil so there's an outtake of somebody else who sold their soul and sh- they can hear the hellhounds and dean's making like a face because he's supposed to or jensen's making the face because he's supposed to you know the computer yeah. is going to add cgi effect and he goes to make a dumb face and he goes i can hear you laughing And like <laughs> so that's a funny little outtake it's, it's, but um oh, man. You got to see Crowley too. when he's like, Oh, I'm not going up there. There's demons up there. It's dangerous.
2: Yeah. He was like, Oh God, no, I'm not It'd be a death sentence. It's that was good. I, I do like Crowley. I can see why people like him a lot. And then, yeah, obviously these, these last two episodes really bring home what was felt like a series finale more so. So, 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 so episode 21, two minutes to midnight, which is an iron maiden song. The name also has to do with being close to the apocalypse. Bobby sells Crowley his soul in exchange for the location of death while pestilence infects the Winchesters with a deadly disease. Oh, this wasn't, this was, they start off in the nursing home. That's right. For some reason, I thought it was the last one. They, yeah, they start off in the nursing home, which the nursing home, Sam and Dean search for pestilence in is called Serenity Valley. This was the name of a battle in Firefly, which came out in 2002. The short lived show featured Mark Shepard. And yeah, Who is was Crowley. Yeah, he's Crowley, obviously, but Ben Edland, this episode's executive producer, was a producer on Firefly. So fun little callback. And then Julian Richings played death in at least two other roles besides Supernatural, including the Hallmark film Miss Scrooge and the short film Dave versus Death. He also played a similar similar role in Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Lightning Thief. We don't talk about that movie. And um
3: it was the ferryman to the underworld. I can see why
2: he has like a very gaunt face and he's very, he was a very good, cool death. So yeah.
3: We're, How we're awesome here. is his intro scene? Oh yeah.
2: So he's walking down the street and the guy bumps into him. He brushes his shoulder off and the guy died. That was gnarly dude.
3: Darn well, yeah. Can, <laughs> getting the dirt off your shoulder. Yes. He took it to the next level.
2: I will say though, uh pestilence was fun. And then was it who cut his fingers off? Was, was it, Castiel? Castiel, yeah, yeah, it was the one where
3: Castiel was human. He's like, he's that's like right, he an pops in, in, and he's like, he's oh, like, I got a enough a little bit,
2: yeah, yeah. And so I, I was very surprised. Like they took pestilence out pretty quickly, and then they move on to death because there's this big storm that's going to happen in Chicago. It's biblical. It's going to wipe out three million people. They show up to the vaccine facility, and uh, Bobby can walk again. By the way, as part of getting his soul sold, and so. They show up. Yeah, Crowley
3: was nice. He added that little bit in there. Yeah. Like the little Such a giver.
2: Yes. Uh, I can't wait to talk in season six stuff. But um they show up in Sam saving people and they're killing demons because all the demons are in the vaccine facility because there's only one vaccine for swine flu in the whole country, and it's in Chicago. And yeah, so a little bit fun. of
3: foreshadowing to reality in this episode. The face masks yes. and the get the vaccine. Creepy bad guys uh, pushing things just for mm. money. Yes. And then God we bless have America.
2: We'll stuff. say, um, I didn't expect death. who's just mowing on some Chicago deep dish to be like, look, man, fuck Lucifer. I'll give you my ring, but you have to let Sam give himself to Satan because that's the only way this is going to work. Because up to this point, Dean was against it. The idea is that Sam, says yes. And he thinks he has the ability to pretty much take back over just like Bobby did previously when he was, you know, infected at a point it's a idea. Yeah. Possessed. That's what I was looking for the right word. Thank you. So it was kind of a cool day to share some deep dish pizza and death was pretty badass, man. He was cool. I like death.
3: Death is a foodie and I love that he's a foodie. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Um, I love the way he talks to Dean too. I don't know if it was this episode or future. He's like, "Shut up, Dean."
2: <laughs> it might have been this episode. I don't remember. However, when Lucifer is showing Sam all of the people in his life who are really agents of Azazel, watching over him, he refers to Sam's prom date, Rachel. Dean is said to have slept with Sam's prom date, Rachel. Oh,
3: on the um the fake prom date in the did gin induced dream. Oh yeah, it's like you slept with my prom date. That's right. That's right. So I think that was a little nod to that. Uh, and the line with um when, uh <laughs> oh, we jumped to Swan Song, right?
2: Nope. Yeah, we're on Swan oh, Song Oh, I now. guess we did. Sorry, that's my bad. I accidentally jumped to Swan Song. So surprise, Swan Song is the finale of season five. To stop the apocalypse, Sam and Dean must make decisions that have horrifying consequences. The Swan Song mm-hmm. is a metaphorical phrase for final gesture, effort, or performance given just before death or retirement. The phrase refers to an ancient belief that swans sing a beautiful song just before their death since they have been silent for most of their lifetime. It's also a record label created by Led Zeppelin. Yay. This was Eric Krikke's Swan song because this is quote unquote kind of the series finale, or at least it was for Eric Krikke at the time. And like I just talked about, you know, when Lucifer showing Sam all the people, blah, 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 blah yeah
3: so the overgrown man when uh you know sam's like i didn't think you would back me on this and he goes well you're a grown man and he goes overgrown man he was doing that to try to make him break and he didn't break so they kept it in so that was an ad-lib line by by jensen Hmm. oh and you got to hear your first moose um crowley asks dean uh where's your moose Oh, and yeah. he just answers him. He doesn't even say what he just answers him. And so I saw an interview with Mark Shepard uh, where he basically how they came to that. And he's like, well, look at him. He's huge on top. He's very tall. He's very muscular. He can break things and he does all the time, but he's got these two skinny legs. He is a moose. <laughs> so that's how the whole moose thing started. And um, it it evolves over the series too. And with with him just, you know, Crowley's great with the nicknames, but moose sticks. And yeah. like, I even have a little button that has Sam and he has moose ears drawn. That's good. Uh, Jared Padalecki's even shared things like standing, but in front of a moose head with the, with the antlers and everything. So he has, he has Embrace embraced it, man. Yeah. Yes. And there's another nickname that Dean ends up getting later that, you know, he embraces as well. So, and I love it that this demon nicknames them and they, they run with it in uh, real life and on the yes. show.
2: Yes. Now, Sam gives himself to Lucifer, but it doesn't go as planned. So Michael, <laughs>
3: funny, he gives himself yes, like he's losing he gave his virginity. Himself man, he gave himself <laughs> up. Uh, he's wearing you to the prom.
2: Thing is, uh, this is where Michael possesses Adam. Adam says yes, and they're about to have this big final duel. And Dean comes just rolling up into the graveyard in the middle of Kansas, like no, and sends uh Mike or gave, yeah, Michael away for a little bit and lucifer just beats the shit out of him man but then again sam does end up coming back out and gets tossed into the cage which i'm glad this isn't like the legit series finale because having sam being tossed into hell as lucifer's vessel in a cage for eternity kind of would have been like a depressing ending i guess Yeah, but he let him out i know but at the same time like it would have been a depressing ending (laughs)
3: No, a hundred percent, especially because, like you know, Sam was "quote unquote" cursed from the get-go. He never really had a chance. And Brady even said he's like, "You were turning into a good guy," so Azazel sent me in to fix that. And he's like, "You were getting too soft."
2: It does kind of like suck, yeah. But so I'm glad it's not. But it is satisfying that it wraps up all this demon blood stuff for now at least and all that so i thought it was a pretty i thought this season was good i thought this episode was really good it was a really strong finale as far as like show finales go
3: mm-hmm. and you got to see with chuck narrating it was really good
2: yes yeah the
3: car thing and now you know when we did the lego episode i said oh there's a correlation between lego and supernatural this is that's it with um the legos you know dean would put the legos in the the vent. So, when oh, the heater comes yes. on, you hear the Legos. So, when I saw um, a mock baby at a convention, when they do those at the conventions, if you can get in the cars, like there are Legos on the dashboard and there are oh, little awesome. green army men in the ashtray in the back. Like the people who do that, they go full out and they make sure they have the green cooler and all of that. So nice. Fun well, little well, nods. Yeah.
0: That's easy. With the Lucky Land you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit CarShield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options
4: at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at CarShield.com/audio. That's CarShield.com/audio. Season five. Well, we will be right back with
2: the boys from the Heretic Party Pod in just a moment party people welcome back as i said we have my mans who i first met a few years ago and the first conversation we had was he was talking about how he was going to be doing a podcast and he explained what it was and he said he just has to find them he he hadn't put it out yet he'd been talking about it well now he finally is doing it so we're gonna bring on christian here in a minute to talk about the heretic party but first things first my beer today very relevant it is from night shift brewing Out of Massachusetts, it is called Apple Pie Scraper. It is an ale with apples, cinnamon, nutmeg, and milk sugar. And of course, Apple Pie Scraper, Dean, all he does is eat pie. So uh, I picked this up again. Yeah, hamburgers. true. How many pies make a pie scraper? We couldn't agree on an answer, so we made this apple pie beer instead. Apple Pie Scraper sips with notes of crisp apple, a touch of vanilla, and delicious spices. Now, I'm from Massachusetts, right? This looks like a nice cup of apple cider this tastes like this this legit this tastes like an apple like a a fall day on the apple orchard when you go out you're eating apple cider donuts you're picking apples that's what this drinks like so perfect beer lauren what are you snapping photos over there
3: so i'm actually drinking a pontoon brewing dark side smiggles what what hold on Um, I had to go. You know, for one, it's still May for us. Today is actually the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, so nod to that. Even though it's it's coming out. Tell after me, you bought
2: multiple cans of that one?
3: My husband bought this. Fucking Josh, goddamn it! <laughs> so if I go back out and I see it, I will grab it. I was kind of. It was one of those. I was like, oh, I saw it like on Instagram or something. I was like, shit, I need that. And Josh actually bought it. It tastes like lemonade or something it's a berliner style weiss with black currant raspberry boysenberry lime blackberry pineapple and dark side candy and it is a collab with pontoon and rar so rar is the rar, little dog it's,
2: uh, rar is actually what we all said in our emo days to say i love you what? oh it's not that rar <laughs> you don't remember <laughs> back when we were like 13 rar meant i love you with when all you the were God 13 girls. i
3: was like 20
2: <laughs> you weren't hitting up Rar. i was a
3: parent when you were a 13 um, Oh. What's <laughs> the little guy that's like the elevator out of order, guys, what he looks like, but he does, you know, R A R RAR. I'll definitely post that on the TikTok and the Instagram. Uh, but it's also got little rainbow, which is relevant to a season neither of y'all have seen on supernatural. So I was dark side I have me, it but. in my family business beer glass because we are in the family business of hunting monsters.
2: We are. We are. And that beautiful man people. who you either wow, see this on is YouTube. Like juice. Is it? It's good. I wouldn't know. It's thanks. Good. <laughs> Brad, Brad, like I sent him money to buy pick me up a four-pack of smiggles like three years ago, and he never sent them. So
3: this is okay. You know what this tastes like? You know the popsicles back when we were kids that were like in the plastic thing. Oh, and just the, the, the I top see, off? The, yeah. Otterpops. yeah. That is what this tastes like. This is it's it's like melted, but it's still cold version of that. That is what Ooh. this is.
4: It's beautiful.
2: They have a Smiggles Fest coming up soon. They've got like six different Smiggles kind of out right now. So that might be how you got that one.
3: Maybe. Anyways. I got it because I learned the force to me, True, but I am drinking this also. It's correlated to supernatural because obviously there's a shit ton of star Wars references. And you reminded me, Matt, that in one of the last episodes, Lucy even says to Sam, I sense darkness in you young Skywalker.
2: That's right. I did. I did. However, That beautiful voice you hear or maybe on YouTube you popped up. My man's Christian is here. Christian, it's so good seeing you, my friend. Thanks for coming out and hanging out with us. How are you doing? What are you drinking? What's going on? How's life?
4: So good to see you all. God, it's been forever. It's really rad to see your faces glad we're finally doing this uh yeah we talked about uh we talked about podcasts the very first time we met that's that's wild i had forgotten that so right now that that was our first yeah, conversation dude, the <laughs> first time i
2: stepped in there you were we somehow got on the topic and you started mentioning the exact podcast that you were doing now you wanted to do it and i'm, I'm when you were you were like hey we dropped it uh, it makes me so happy because i was like that's the first conversation we ever had man
4: Yeah. And we talked about it several times. I think like uh, having conversations with you, getting advice from you was a big help. It it really played into us being able to get it off the ground. So appreciate it, man. For real.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. No, I always love, I love seeing it. And uh, you've been, you've been just like one of my boys. Like I don't have, I came, I was one of the first, I had just moved here at that time. So I didn't know anybody in the Boise area. So you were like my introduction to, to the Boise area. So thank you for that.
4: Yeah, absolutely. We'll, oh, my God, we'll, guys, uh, just kiss already. We'll Boise again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, uh, I've been, I'm I'm living here in Denver now, and uh, I've been doing some social media work for uh, OMF. Do you all know OMF? I've heard our of mutual that. friend, Brewing?
2: Yes, I've heard
4: of
3: them. Oh, yes, our mutual friend. I have heard of them. I haven't had yeah, them. Yeah,
4: they're though. red. Uh, they're super red. They they do, they focus mostly on like Cezanne and uh, Brett mixed culture stuff. Ooh, um, I love those kind of beers. I know, right? Underrated, uh, they just sure. won two GABF medals this last year for uh, uh, for uh, Brett and um, and mixed culture. And uh, but um, I'm a big fan of uh, all the Star Trek references and their beers. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm drinking inner light. Uh, Lauren, I know at least you are a big enough uh, Star-, Star Trek TNG fan to get that right. Nope, I don't know Star Trek. The, the Inner Light—that's the—that's uh, the episode <laughs> with. Uh, you don't know Star Trek? I thought I've I heard you make Star Trek references before. No. No,
3: I only know the movies. I don't know the shows. Oh,
4: uh, all right, but well, I know that fine.
3: there are Star Trek references in Supernatural like crazy because they even make comments about one generation versus another. I don't know. My mom yeah, did. Uh, so I was. She watched um, oh. the one with with Xavier <laughs> when I was a kid. Picard. Yeah. Oh yes. my
4: gosh that's wild i was sure that you were a star trek i thought you were a trekkie and i i completely blew that my bad
3: i feel like that's honestly one of the few things this geek themed podcast is missing is neither of us are Trekkies. Spot. big time. yeah
4: oh anytime anytime you want to talk star trek i won't shut up get me on i mean it.
3: i i need to
2: sit down one day and i really need to dive into it i think because i've done I, i've given like the you know, there was it J.J. Abrams or whoever did those movies with uh, Chris. Those Pine.
3: movies were good. With they Chris were good. Pine, yeah. Very good. I just never totally. gave
2: like Star Trek as its entirety uh, a fair shake. And we've had like guests in the past who write Star Trek comics. We've had people be like, oh, we're big into Star Trek. We'd love to come chat. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That's like the one thing I don't talk. So I, I think I'm going to make it my, my goal at some point this year to sit down. And I'm going to start diving into Star Trek.
3: I've heard well, nothing listen, but good things with the recent show and the comics. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. You got 10 more seasons of Supernatural, and then you can start the...
3: <laughs> oh, God, there's only 10. Jesus. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the guy who plays Pestilence in this season of Supernatural is in, uh, is in a, a famous episode of, uh, ah. of Star Trek The Next Generation. So that's what got me thinking about it. And then I was like, oh, I know a brewery that uh, can't lay off the... The fucking Star Trek says, Sorry, can I cuss on this? Of course. To... This is, okay, this just is not a sure. family show. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was just listening to you all a couple of days ago, and I swear that you didn't cuss once in the whole episode. And I was like, I wonder. And I meant very to ask rare. before we before I wonder we wonder which on one that, that <laughs> was. <laughs>
3: I'm
2: very curious. Like, was there actually an episode? Anyways.
3: <laughs> I can't imagine that I wouldn't drop up at least one F bomb.
4: I bet you did. I bet I just missed it.
2: it's so natural but no christian we brought you on because obviously supernatural religion tell us about tell us about that podcast that you introduced me to like three years ago now
4: yeah i uh so it's called heretic party and the tagline is a podcast for apostates uh which is really kind of it we're just trying to be silly and fun about our religious trauma. And I know that sounds maybe disrespectful and and, no, and weird, annoying. but we've
2: <laughs> talked about how religious are cults on this show and many times. And I've, we've all, kind yeah. Of oh, I grew up in some, in some sort of school. way. Yeah. Like I've grew up in that kind of realm too. And I have family members who are very immersed in it. And me, it's like, not for me personally.
3: The, the, the sad thing is there's really good people that are in religion and I've met some amazingly sweet people that would bend over backwards to do some great things, but I've also met people who will use it to manipulate you. And yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. We like to draw the line between, um, religion and spirituality, right? Your spirituality is your business. That, that's what goes on inside you. And, and, uh, that's no one's business. I like, feel like, I don't care. Like, uh, but the second that your religion starts encroaching on our laws and, the second you try to start telling us what to do or do things like tell children, they're going to go to hell if they lie or things like that, that gets really Mm -hmm. gets under my skin. So uh, myself and the, the two other hosts, we all three grew up really religious in very different churches. We all have a lot of trauma related to that. And we found a, a really good way to cope with it. And that's just to make a lot of stupid fart jokes and dick jokes about it and be silly. And, um, Give some voice to the people who've left religion, because there's this thing that I was a part of when I was super Christian, when I was super Pentecostal, evangelical. Uh, that we won't we won't talk to someone once they've left the church. We don't formally excommunicate them, but we don't want to hear their story. It maybe it offends us, maybe it hurts us that someone left. But uh, now that I have left the church. Um, I really felt that break in communication that like break from community. And, uh, and I think it sucks. So we want to make sure that there's a space for religious folks to, ex-religious folks to, to tell their stories and, you know, be heard and tell a dick and a fart joke occasionally about God. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's
3: the Kevin Smith. Of, I mean, God, Look, and I deal dick with and
4: fart, everything so. and I deal with <laughs> trauma <and> through <laughs> jokes. So yeah. Yeah. I it's
3: see like nothing the- wrong with that. It's the Kevin Smith approach to healing from yeah. religious mm-hmm. trauma.
4: Well, it's, Absolutely.
3: Everybody,
2: it's that's what's interesting, right? Is ever, the Religion is so massive. It, in, around the world, there's so many different kinds. And I, I always think it's funny when you see those like this, Jen, whatever, isn't so believing in God anymore. I'm just like, religion is shrinking, but at the same time, it still has such a firm grasp on foundations and things that it kind of shouldn't in my mind, like Politics and whatnot, and it's it's kind of scary in a way. Being on the outside as somebody who's not religious, as we all kind of aren't at this point, looking in, it's like wow. When you're in it, it's like you you believe and you're kind of like blindly guided. But then when you kind of get out, so to speak, looking back in, it's like wow. It's to me, it's kind of a scary thing looking in from the outside now.
3: See. How I grew up though, church was fun. Like I went to Sunday school Hmm. and I played basketball for the church and I was in Bible bowl. And like, what's funny is my daughter was in my closet yesterday, uh, my, my 10 year old, and she found my Bible. I still have my childhood Bible and it is covered with notes and highlights and pictures. And I'm drawing drawing drawings all throughout it. And and uh, no, it was all like, you know, lyrics to songs I liked at the time. And, and she starts like asking me questions and, and cause I, I never took my kids to church. My husband was very Jewish. I was raised Christian and we don't take them to anything. Yeah, and, uh, you know, she's asked me these questions. She's like, so you like went to church and you liked it. And I'm like, "What well, was fun. But I do remember a Sunday school teacher. One time I was a kid, like in elementary school. And she had said, it's our job to, convert other people because if they don't accept christ into their heart then they can go to hell and i said well what if they never get the opportunity and she goes everybody gets the opportunity at some point and i said yeah but what if they live here and she like cut me off like there was no arguing it was no you are like straight up like everybody gets the opportunity like and, I'm, and i was ready to ask more questions like what about babies what about people who live on an island who have never met a christian or and it was just they you know Taught, but outside of that, I always had a really good, um, churches that we went to my mom would go to churches before we, we moved somewhere and check them out to make sure they were good ones. And like when I was 19 and found out I was pregnant, my mom was working at a church. They donated a bunch of stuff to us. And like the pastor's wife came and visited me at the hospital when Kaylee was born and they were nothing but supportive. And those people get such a bad rap because they're the minority in religion. So, and I'll pull it into supernatural so we don't go too far (laughs) off on a tangent, but I always found one thing very interesting with supernatural is they touch on every religion. They touch on God and like, you didn't make it to season 15. So you don't know how far they go with God. I highly recommend you do it. Um, And, but you know, they touch on God, they touch on paganism, they touch on Odin and and all these other gods, but they never talk about Jesus. And I don't know why, I don't know why Jesus is off the table, maybe because he was a good one.
4: I I have a guess. I mean, I think it's because they, uh, it's, it's unfortunately not, it's not an in-universe guess. It's, it's a business guess. I think that, uh, if they were to include Jesus, they would be blamed by Christians for including Jesus in something that was not appropriate or not. Yeah. And blasphemous. Yeah. And then if, and then they'd be accused by non Christians of being uh, of, of proselytizing or advertising for Christianity. So it's better just to leave it, leave it off the table. That's a guess based right. on you know. I mean, it makes sense how I would yeah. have seen it then, and how I see it now.
3: <laughs> well, so but they were... even had a. Go ahead. I was just going to say that a Christmas episode and didn't even mention Jesus. Go ahead. Yeah, I was thinking maybe because you know they talk about
2: so many different religions. If you start to bring in Jesus, then it feels like you're narrowing things down to one specific religion or aspect corner of religion i don't that's just kind of was always my take at it in a roundabout way but then i i don't, I don't know if that's accurate because again they touch on all the religions yeah they talk, yeah, they talk
3: about it? so many different things and he's like i like when castiel's like explaining who moses is and they're like that's oh right, yeah, yeah that's who Moses. moses is. Yeah.
4: we can
2: roll <laughs> moses out of this one
3: <laughs> right he's
4: they're gonna... saving jesus for the movie they're gonna you know that'll <laughs> there be the... you go. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, uh, at some point, before you finish talking about Supernatural, you should have Leanne on. Leanne, uh, my co-host. She um, has a really similar background to you in that she was, uh, Lauren, and that she got pregnant, I think, when she was 19 also. Uh, but she was just completely excommunicated from her church and her community and, wow. and left out on the street. Uh, but she credited – she's a crazy Supernatural fan, and she credits Supernatural with helping her recover from a lot of the – A lot of the really like anxious fears she had about hell and demons, something about representing them in this really fun, cheesy way. Uh, I mean, I love the cheese and supernatural. I'm not, I'm not shitting on it. I think it's an incredible show. But like something about it, I'm trying not to speak for her because I think you should, you should hear from her about it. We have her on. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I I
3: love her already.
4: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, we were just uh, this episode that comes out this. This coming Sunday, uh, we went to see a film that's out in theaters right now that's by a Christian company. Um, the f- movie's called Nefarious, and it's about a demon-possessed serial killer. And uh it's just a, a complete joke of a propaganda piece. Um, uh starring the the guy from uh the guy from uh uh, Boondock Saints, not Norman Reedus from Walking Dead, but the other guy.
2: Oh, the other and, guy uh, that everybody forgets about. <laughs>
4: yeah. Career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot his name, but uh, we but know who he actually is. <laughs> like
2: Patrick yeah. Flannery or something like that. Yeah.
4: That's really, that's it, I think. It's something like that. Yeah, really. That's Sean Sean, Irish Patrick one. Flannery. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. You got, what a good pull, man. Trivia points for you yeah, right there. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we left Leanne out of that episode because she. We were concerned that she was going to have issues with watching a, a motion picture about demon possession. Like that's how that's how deeply rooted that that uh, yeah. trauma can be sometimes. Anyway, yeah. but Supernatural cuts right through it, gets to the good stuff. Well, all it, that it, fun spiritual warfare stuff that it does uh, without any like, without There's any no like trauma. Yeah, well,
3: <laughs> and how it develops too. You know, in season one, they're you know, a demon that's out of our league. And then we're only on season five and you're already seeing them, you know, work with the the king of the crossroads, you know, Crowley. And obviously the, that progresses further in the next 10 seasons as well that I won't, you know, go into. But so it, it does make things like it, everything seems so much simpler and it's just, oh, you know, hell can't be that bad if Crowley is, you know, running shit. And like, <laughs> you know, know
4: he, he's not that bad. <laughs> Crowley's kind There's of ways out of everything. <laughs> Crowley's. I uh, right. I met Crowley. The guy who plays Crowley in, in Boise at a, at a comic convention, not met him. I, I stood in line right. and said, hi, awkwardly.
3: Well, this he is my here. picture right here. That's me with Crowley at Megacon. I've oh,
4: seen him at
2: so, so, cool. him at so many comic cons. And I like, he seems like the most accessible celebrity on Celebrity Row for whatever reason. Like the nicest guy. I always see him yeah. out from his desk. He's always taking pictures of everybody. But to me, he was just like, oh, I, I only knew him in Supernatural. I didn't know Supernatural then. So I never went and talked. Now I'm like, right. damn it, Lauren.
3: Why didn't I do this no. sooner? We could have we so had something at, at X. Uh, dude, I tried for years. Go back and listen to our episodes. I tried for years. I remember.
4: So- <laughs> I remember hearing you trying to talk him into it. And I messaged you. Remember I messaged you on, yeah. uh, on Instagram and I was like, what is his problem? Why isn't he not listening no. to?
3: <laughs> Who would have known? Like when we started this podcast that now I would be like super into Star Wars cartoons and he'd be super into Supernatural. Did not see either of those
4: coming. Here we are. Oh, I love it. I love it. That like um, cross-pollination of nerd stuff. Love it, well, it was
3: funny. He texted me the other day. He saw the episode where Crowley uh, kisses the one guy under. No, kisses Bobby. That's what kisses it was.
2: Bobby. Yeah. Did you guys, is there a kiss? Is there a picture? And he pulled out the picture. He's like, you took photos? Yes.
3: So when I oh, was dude. at Fan X, somebody asked him about that. And he, Mark Shepard literally pulled that picture up within less than 30 seconds, which means he must have that picture favorited. <gasps> and so I sent Matt a picture that I took at Fan X when I was in there by myself. Cause I don't think Carrie yeah, stayed with me no. either. I think you guys were seeing Steve from Blue's Clues and I was with seeing Crowley. Yeah. Choices were made. And yeah, so and I'm, I took the picture of him holding his phone with the picture of him and Bobby kissing. So Mark Shepard has that picture on his actual phone.
4: He's oh, so great. Amazing. He's pure charisma, just so magnetic, right? He is. Can't right, stop but watching. he's a mess he really at is. the
3: same time, which I think almost makes it better.
4: Yeah, he's
3: yeah. like, you know, at the comic cons, like bedhead and, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it he's kind like, of matches uh-
2: his character, uh, Crowley, though, because I don't feel like, like, yeah, Crowley wears nice suits and stuff, but I always feel like Crowley kind of also, like, maybe it's just his face looks disheveled at times.
3: Yes. And in real life, even so. And he, he was so sweet too, though. Like, so he's sober, he's been sober for years and um, we had beers in our hands at MegaCon, and I'm like, Oh, should we put the beers down? And Mark Shepard goes, no, take the, you know, get the beers in the picture. Let's take a picture. And, and he was very tired and he's like, Oh, we've been filming doom patrol. That's why I look so tired. And I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like, Ooh, insight.
4: Uh That's great.
2: Now, (laughs) Christian, I got a question. So in Supernatural, obviously with the religious aspects, things are pretty lighthearted. What, as somebody who was like deeply rooted at a point with the aspect of religion, what are some things that you're just like, all right, you see it happen. That's not, maybe not the case or maybe not what you grew up kind of being, I don't want to use the word indoctrinated, but like taught, I guess is a
4: better word. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I, I, I think that a big revelation for me, no pun intended, <laughs> when I was <laughs> when I was uh, uh, sort of breaking from the church in in my my mid twenties, was that I was discovering that many of the things related to uh, demons and hell and the devil, excuse me, were um, were not really in the Bible. A lot of that stuff. I mean, hell is mentioned. I think we discovered uh, when we did an episode about it eleven times in the Bible, something like that. Wow. Uh, which you you'd think it'd be more. There's so many pages. But I mean, <laughs> so many verses. Is it yeah. Only
3: in the New Testament, because I know 20, Judaism 20 doesn't believe in hell.
4: Yeah that that is a that's combining. Yeah, please don't quote me on on eleven times. I, I think it might be twenty times, something like that. But it's uh, it's a combination of three different words and one of them is shale i i think the 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 jewish the jewish word for like oblivion i think maybe or or oh, like okay. something like that again this is yeah not my my wheelhouse but i i learned that a lot of that stuff comes from milton comes from paradise lost uh comes from uh, dante's inferno comes from a lot of medieval sort of sacred poetic um religious inspired literature and the church has sort of adopted it over the years and turned things like uh, Satan and Lucifer are probably not historically even the same character in the Bible. And they get combined into one thing. And, uh, the, the three different mentions of hell all get combined into one thing and supernatural just like takes that medieval concept of heaven and hell and, Spiritual warfare and angels and demons and just like, like it gives it a bag of cocaine and tells it to go crazy. <laughs> I was gonna say I a
3: great big bag of dicks because that's what Gabriel. Yeah, I for summer. some reason
2: I, I, I thought he was going with the bag of dicks too, and he was like cocaine. I was like, oh, that makes way more sense.
3: That does. Um, so I actually it's like just cocaine
4: bear of the Bible is what it is. Oh,
3: I love that. That should be like their description. It's on so the back in the of King of the James... DVD. Bible, the Old Testament term Shill is translated as hell 31 times and it is translated as the grave 31 times. Sheol is also translated as the pit three times. Modern Bible translations typically render shill as the grave, the pit or death.
4: Yeah, it's really complicated, right? It's not um, it's not just like what, we, what I was taught when I was in the church was that it was just like the word hell in Greek and in Hebrew meant hell exactly the way we picture it now. And, right, a pit um,
3: with fire and, yeah, Rimen,
4: There was so remember? much, like, um, I mean, you think that the plot holes in Supernatural get big. You should see the plot holes in the Bible. It just, it goes and goes. And they've, like, there's so much uh, headcanon and fan fiction to, like, combine it all.
3: <laughs> well, every book has a different author. It's so, you know, yeah. to me, I looked at it, and it was the biblical interpretations of the, Politics, the met male politics that you know was their side, and you know yeah. you don't have any. They say they claim there's a book of Mary, but we'll never know. Well, my but,
2: confusion is is like there's like the Old Testament, which isn't that like everything before Jesus
3: existed. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, whole so in the Old Testament went to hell because their sins weren't forgiven?
2: Oh, see, that's what makes me confused. I don't know. I guess my biggest problem with religion at all times is like everything has to be black or white, like. I think that's what makes things I guess
3: supernatural that, so good as well. Because right, some that, of the that's demons, why I'm drawn
2: to it because it really yeah. I've I've talked about this on the show is it really plays into my issues with, with religion. It's like okay, where's God at during these times when people are dying or why and is, they're
3: mad. Yeah. God, where the where the fuck are you? Yeah. Like why are we well
2: if God's this vengeful, hateful being, it doesn't make any sense to me.
3: He's wrathful, not vengeful. But the angels (laughs) are warriors of heaven, and that is accurate in the Bible, too. But sometimes when I'm watching and I see Gabriel, I'm like, he was there when Jesus was born, because that's the angel that's in all, like, the nativity thing.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It is, and I bet you anything. I don't know this for sure, but I bet you that he's 100% not mentioned as Gabriel anywhere in the Bible at Jesus' birth. I bet you anything that was one of those medieval adaptations that came later because i heard the same thing that you did that it was gabriel and the second you said it i was like ah 95 percent of the time when we look this sort of thing up for the podcast and do a little research uh leanne is a librarian and, and so she she looks up this kind of stuff and does a lot of research and and uh saves me from having to dig back into that stuff anymore and uh, we're just constantly discovering that, um, yeah, like you said, it, it was a it was a tool. Uh, the way that Supernatural uses all that stuff is a rad tool to tell cool stories. And mm. uh, and it sounds like they use a lot of other uh, religion and mysticism later on. Yes. That's so, so cool.
3: Well, I mean, they do in the first five, but yeah, they go on and, and they yeah, they I mean, they have a whole season with the Leviathans, which is just I mean, you saw the Leviathan these season, which I think unnecessarily gets crapped on because the dick jokes alone were just <laughs> Amazing for that season.
4: It's got Felicia um, Day too. That's a great yes. season. We actually did uh, meet
3: her at Fan X. She was so sweet.
4: Yeah, so had, was yeah. she. That's great. That's good to know. She was. That's there, cool. Yes.
3: Yeah, no, she was super nice. And we talked to her for a few minutes and I love, 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 love her. And Matt hasn't met her yet in Supernatural. So all these but Supernatural she-
2: like people at cons that oh, we were pushing Lauren to go meet. That now I'm like, why didn't I wish?
4: I wish she's just gone.
2: I know. I know. I should for future <laughs> reference. If I'm not into something, make me do it because there's a chance I'm going to get into it at some point.
3: Make
4: you How it. many conventions do you all go to a year? Is it one or two or do you do more than that?
3: I mean it depends. I always do megacon. Yeah, yeah I just did,
2: I did Seattle this year and I'm I wanna plan it to where I can do Salt Lake on my way out of you know, heading to the East Coast, but we'll, we'll see because we'll just see how it works out. But I know next year there where I'm gonna be living, there's three Comic Cons within a two hour radius of me. So I'm probably oh, gonna do rad. three and then maybe I get to do Orlando too. Who knows? But I just man, I just love Comic Cons.
4: Me too.
3: They're so fun, but they're pricey and they're tiring. Oh, they're
2: expensive, they're tiring, but it's like meeting with your people for a weekend of just nerding out
4: and oh, And all so
3: of them fun. have beer now, too. It's, all like, it's like a nerd church beer, if you will. It used yes. to.
4: Like that the last is so great.
3: Beer was 2022 was the first year ever that MegaCon had beer. And I like literally was like <gasps> and like ran over it. and it wasn't Bud Light. It was uh Dragon Milk, so the milk oh, yeah. stout, so it was like good. Beer and it was funny because I ran into somebody else that I've met through the beer community, and of course that's where we ran into each other. And then this year they had three beers, and they were all barrel aged, eleven percent. What beers? <laughs>
2: Seattle had a beer garden, <laughs> so, but like you had to be twenty one to enter, so I couldn't leave my son standing outside uh, as dad's getting tossed uh, up.
4: <laughs> oh, so, so you're you telling me, me the I ground. didn't need to drill a hole in my lightsaber to turn it into a flask? I can just <laughs> God, no, but that makes what it a waste. Fun.
3: Who doesn't need a lightsaber <laughs> flask? So um, I have heard theories that Kripke is actually, it's writing the book of Winchester. He's a prophet. So Kripke is an actual prophet and he has written the book of Winchester. So we are still, uh, it's it's a meta thing. So I heard that theory, which I really loved. And now he's writing the book of the boys. (laughs) You can just see
4: how terrible humanity is. (laughs) I I knew that Dean was in the Boys. Uh, uh, I forget the actor's name. Soldier Boy. But, uh, yeah, Jensen. Soldier Boy. Yeah. Soldier Boy. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, is it, it? Does the Does the Boys share a creator from Supernatural? Did I miss that? Yes.
3: So the creator Eric Kripke of Supernatural is the showrunner on the Boys. So he didn't create that... the Boys.
4: Yeah, ah, it makes so it much was... sense.
3: But what's really funny though is, do you watch the Boys?
4: I yeah. I don't okay. think I've seen the last season, but. Or maybe I saw part
3: of it. Yeah. Bobby plays Robert Singer in The Boys, and he's Robert Singer in Supernatural. And he's called Dakota Bob is the comic book character he's playing. And obviously, Bobby lives in Dakota, which is that that was just oh a happy God. accident. Bobby's in The Boys? He plays Robert Singer. In The Boys? Yes. There's Where even have in, I been? In the last I'm season, totally spacing of the this boys too. Jensen Ackles what? sees a sign that says Singer for whatever, and he like goes, Ugh, "Edit." You're I, fucking with me, right? Seriously,
2: I, I don't. I feel like he the Men in Black showed up and hit me with their game. their pen, and I I don't recall this at all. Oh all right, my well, God. I will be
3: sending you TikToks from our TikTok that have Bobby Singer in it as Robert Singer. He's Dakota Bob. <laughs> <That's> so cool. <laughs> He's the politician that Moth Gideon's talking to.
2: Wow. I feel like I feel like I just discovered right, a whole so new gonna world. I'm going to give you a minute
3: for there. So, Christian, where were you in your religious journey when you started Supernatural and what made you pick up Supernatural?
4: I was at least um, seven, eight, maybe closer to 10 years out of of. being actively a part of the church. Um, What I've discovered after talking to a ton of people about their journey, leaving religion and building a new community and a new life is that um, it's very rarely like a clean break unless the church and their family and community forces it on them. For me, it was a long, long drawn out process and I didn't start Supernatural until I had a friend who was just super into it and she convinced me to watch it. And um uh that seems and I
3: to be pretty common.
4: I know it sounds familiar, right? <laughs> uh it didn't um it didn't occur to me at all that it was something that should bother me um because of all the references. And I think that's just a credit to how enjoyable, how fun of a show it is, and how like without feeling like it's treading carefully, it must be treading carefully on these things and, and, and working hard to not, um, I mean, I guess the really traumatic things that happen to people in church that those things don't happen in the show, the things that do happen are, you know, uh, (laughs) you get possessed by a demon and then get blown away by, Bobby Singer and <laughs> the Winchester's right. That's a, <laughs> that doesn't okay. actually happen, so you're not going to see that and be like, "Oh boy, that really that reminds me of that one day in church." You know, the
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, day I was possessed and then blown oh, This takes me back salt. to
2: that time where.
3: <laughs> so the fiction uh, of it, you're saying, it, 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 there is a peace of mind when you watch something and you know it's fiction. It's like I can't yeah. watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I know it was based on real events, and that would just bother <laughs> me. <laughs>
4: We were just talking about this uh, uh, on our on, on Joe and Leanne and I were talking on the podcast the other day about um, how interesting it is that some horror fans can't do like home invasion movies, but they can do things with uh, any amount of like spiritual devil demon stuff. And some people can do anything but ghosts, and some people can do anything but aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't know why, where the the categories of what really terrifies you how how those get created, but Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm but i was i mean i believed demons were real i believed they were around me all the time and um it i don't think it took very long after leaving religion to sort of get over that part of it but i i know people who are terrified by it still uh what 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 are you all scared of what's your what's your number i mean it's the real question question. i mean as a serial killer thing for you
3: i think my number one fear is a school shooter I don't, that sounds terrible to take it I realistic. Guess, yeah, Yikes. I
2: guess my stuff is more of like the uh, like the home invasion type stuff that's more realistic because there are especially you look at the news now and it's just people are fucking psycho. They're they for whatever reason people have just gone absolutely batshit insane. And so they've always like,
3: been batshit insane. Everyone agree, on the but I something, something and they broke and find in us, other like, like, batshit crazy people now.
2: That I think that's what I think. Like maybe five years ago, something in this country broke and now it seems to be more openly okay
3: to be it's probably because the apocalypse got started <laughs> <means>
4: true, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, so, already, we're already in it what's the <laughs> anything to do it, with Sam. kids
2: that's my thing and horror movies like i watched this horror movie recently where this family went on vacation they met this other family and they they vacationed together and it turns out the one couple who didn't have a kid were psycho Ooh, they, 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 the kid? they they pulled the kids they they pulled the though they they kidnapped their other people's daughter they pulled her tongue out like it <gasps> was fucking brutal and so i guess that's my thing is with kids because i have kids so it's like yeah anything that's my thing
3: even the scene where Anakin walks in with the younglings. No, that's that fine. Still Yikes. Like, Yikes.
2: No, <laughs> that's still That's, why, not that's fine. Apparently, we've, had, we've all had those moments where you step in your kid's room and you just want to start cutting them up. It's with a lightsaber. fine
3: because they don't show it. That's why it's fine. Because all you yeah. see is that cute little boy. <laughs> say, Master
2: Skywalker, well, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? Oh, my God. I'll tell right. you what. So you my new empire.
3: But if they showed that scene, none of us would have wanted redemption for, for Anakin. We all would have been like, let him burn, take him down. Oh, man. But so going back to Supernatural, what was one of, tell us some of your favorite things. Cause I love hearing people's, you know, there's always the cliche, like I like changing channels. I like French mistakes. So what are some things that aren't the cliche? Oh, these are the best episodes that you truly love. It could be a moment or an episode.
4: You mentioned the uh, the Christmas episode, which is like uh, toward the end, end of season Season two right season three three? yeah (laughs) and that one really got me the the thing the magic of supernatural for me is that like I can be laughing out loud one minute at the intentional cheesiness or the the silly reference and then just be genuinely moved um like it I don't know how that's done I don't know how you pull off that that sort of magic trick in a in a tv show um but it's got to be the those, to do it. those guys i know god yeah yeah cast the cast like three four five of the hottest men on earth and then see if they can <laughs> act and it turns out they all do these incredible they just well they can really they can really sell like a dramatic moment a few minutes after just being complete jackasses and it, it God, what a great show. I'm getting so excited about watching it again, talking to you all about it right now.
3: Well, if you finish it, uh, you should come back and maybe we'll be like done. I'm like,
4: you, we'll
2: Leanne. 15. Yeah, we all need to like reoccurring supernatural experts coming on. That
4: would, that's, and we'll do a live
3: answer. show at a supernatural con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so yeah. down.
4: Yeah. Little, uh, like, crossover. Yeah.
3: Yes. Or at their brewery. We can jump the shark. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> we can jump <laughs> the
3: shark. <laughs> Oh, that was actually the uh, name of one of the episodes not long ago. I think it was season four, Jump the Shark.
4: Yeah, it's the episode where I already thought they had jumped the shark like five times. Uh, that's the one of the little they brother, met right? Adam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they and then they jump the shark every four episodes for the rest of the entire series, I think. Is the <laughs> they're they're always finding a way to be sillier and uh and push it. Um they, real quickly, the Christmas episode you're talking about is the one with the, the, the old couple, right? Yes. Who are, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Oh, that's God. the only
3: one. I don't know why, but they never did another Christmas episode.
4: No kidding.
3: Which I really surprised me because, like, I mean, there's Krampus. There's so yeah, much. There's a, Look I'm at Christmas Horror story, story, the yeah. movie. Like, that's a great, that's my favorite Christmas horror movie. And, yeah, they they only did the pagans. But, no, I feel like that was a huge misopportunity. I'm sure it had to do with just filming and when they were filming and the storylines. But,
4: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
3: Yeah, that was a great one. I mean, you got Santa watching porn and he's all drunk and then moved by them caroling (laughs) and, you know, you got the flashback.
4: Yeah. Can I get a little nerdy about uh, story stuff real quickly? A little, like, uh, one of the things that really appeals to me about the show is that they set really clear rules to how things are going to work. Um, I had a a writing teacher once tell me that – that a twist should feel inevitable and it should still be a surprise. And I think that Supernatural does it so well so often because they set up the rules. They say when you do this symbol on the ground, it causes this effect. And uh, if we collect all the rings from the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, then something will happen in particular. And they give you the rules and then they find a way to still surprise you and make those rules, um, make sense. I, it's just, it's brilliant writing. It really is. I know that it is like, I mean, it's not like an Emmy award-winning show. It's not prestige TV, but I, I really think it deserves more well, credit no, than it gets. I like, think it's it, really it, smart. They, they
2: really See, do a great probably, job yeah. of that. Agreed. They go from like you your goofy to, Oh wow, this is a really serious moment back to we're doing goofy stuff again, where Dean's being scared of a cat in the locker or something like that. It's just,
3: it's yeah. a great job. It's, it is marketing really good shit. I mean, I didn't get into it There's, until late 2016. And it was only because I was well, pregnant, again, and miserable. I think and it was the because the channel that it was on seasons. Yeah, but also their marketing, yeah. they advertised it and they literally make fun of it in the show. When you meet Chuck and you see the books, it, it looks like the cover of like a romance novel or something. And yeah. it yeah, looks like it's targeting young girls. It looks like it's targeting that Dawson's Creek audience, which don't get me wrong. I was in high school and Dawson's Creek came out I watched it. Um, <laughs> But I never gave it the time of day because I thought this looks cheesy. It looks silly. I'm not into this stuff. To me, it was like Vampire Diaries or Twilight, which again, they make fun of Twilight. Matt just watched that episode. What is it? Live Free or twy Hard? Oh, yeah. Oh, something
2: like that.
4: Yes. God, I so had good.
3: no idea what the hell the show was and I kept seeing stuff of, about it at cons and I was like, well, maybe I should give it a chance and it was on Netflix and it was like 11 seasons in and I needed something to entertain me while I felt like shit, and that's it. Here I have no are. idea. <laughs> Here we are, no <laughs> fucking clue, man. No clue, but also the amount of pop culture references makes it a lot of fun, and that's something yeah. I think you catch a lot more. Um, when you rewatch, and like there's a younger generation now watching it, and they're not getting those pop culture references. A lot of them,
4: and but I bet they're, it, they're discovering classic rock,
3: yes, 100%. <laughs> Between this and Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, yeah, good point. Amazing. Yeah. Well, it's great because I can put on a Supernatural mix or a Guardians of the Galaxy mix and it entertains the grandparents, myself and my husband and the kids. So it's like multi-generational.
4: Oh. <laughs> that's great. Uh, we were just uh, discussing, uh, Leanne and Joe and I, uh, that I was going to come on here and talk to you about Supernatural. And that's when Leanne went just gushing about the show and joe has never seen a single episode joe who he's been on he's been on your podcast before mm-hmm. and he uh and he was just um uh he was like well i guess i gotta start it now and they're like yep it's time it's gonna come around to everyone eventually
3: that's how it starts yeah the yeah. first episode i remember when matt watched it he's like wait what they just killed the mom that quick it's like yeah she gotta go she's i hate her
2: like, <laughs> they really did. Like episode one, I was like, "Oh God!" I I wasn't expecting. Like some of the stuff, I'm like, "Oh wow!" They did this as fast or that, and she's like, "Yeah, duh,
4: <laughs> duh." <laughs>
3: that's, that's. I mean, I've been saying. Well, it's funny too because you go back and we'll listen because I was pulling a clip. Uh, I made a TikTok about Matt rolling his eyes about me talking about Bobby and then talking about how Bobby's a real one. So I had to like go back and I was listening to this older Supernatural episode and Matt's just rolling his eyes and. And yeah, then once you get sucked in, you get sucked in.
4: So Bobby's in uh, Breaking Bad, he's a character just yes. in a couple of episodes that is similar enough, I think you could I think you could Bobby's believe in, in a, a crossover man. universe the there.
3: So I, um, I watched breaking bad before I got into this. And so I was going back and watching better call Saul. And then my husband had on, you know, breaking bad. And I was like, Oh shit, that's Bobby. And also you got the doctor from bedtime stories is the creepy guy that Walt's wife was working for that then like lied and tried to get money and they had to go threaten him. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's a ton of crossovers and yeah, he's still Bobby in that movie too. But I know we've had you on here along. We got to wrap up, but, um, and we definitely have to have you guys come back because we're yes. not done talking about Supernatural tonight or next week or ever. Uh, I would love other to. Any things that stick out in your brain that you feel like you just need to get off your chest real quick?
4: I am, I've been holding back because I cannot remember which season certain things happen in. And when you asked me to point out certain, uh, like specific moments, I had one in mind that I'm afraid to say. So I will message you about it. Okay, and, I was going to say, can you give me uh, like- And then you can be like, Oh, it's God. safe. Um, it it involves um, it involves a, a symbol and a bullet.
3: Oh, he hasn't gotten there yet.
4: okay.
2: <laughs> All the more reason to bring you back on.
4: Was that vague enough? Did I give it?
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about, yeah,
4: <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for having me though, y'all. Yeah. This has been so fun. Check it out. Time zero. Is this Ooh. beer I'm drinking now? Another Star Trek reference that you don't get. But, you know, one, one day, one day, one day, one day, you're going to be watching Star Trek and be like, I think that was the thing Christian was talking about.
2: I'm missing, there's the Leo meme.
3: <laughs> hey, well, he's had me watch, you know, Star Wars. And so I understand a lot more uh, references in Supernatural just by watching that. It's true. <laughs> Like I didn't that know who Tilly's was and then, you know, that's the name Sam uses in the first episode. I heard
4: you mention that in the last episode. Yeah. Or one of those. Yeah. <laughs> that's great, oh, man. Well,
2: Christian, as we wrap up this one, we're going to have you back, but where can people find the podcast though? That's the most important.
4: Oh yeah. Heretic party. It's on everything. You can uh, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, uh, Google podcasts. Anyone use that? No one uses Google podcasts. Um, I've always wondered that. <laughs> I should people try. People Maybe it's cool
2: on Apple Spotify. Like, do
4: people actually do that? I know I use Spotify. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, you can find it anywhere. We just started season two. Um, we have some really fun interviews with um, uh, interesting folks. I don't want to. I don't want to say yet because <laughs> they're not out yet. But <laughs> interesting uh, Christian icons who are now ex-religious that kind of stuff nice and uh yeah it's been it's been really really fun uh we have episodes about uh awful christian movies and oh uh, God, veggie I tales and it. uh all sorts of fun stuff i used yeah. to love
3: veggie tales Come- yes. <laughs> i follow some guy on tiktok i don't know what his name is but he reviews terrible christian movies with the one guy where there's like an older guy who does all these christian movies Next time
2: it oh, comes up yeah, I know who you're talking about. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I know who you're talking
4: yeah. about, I think.
3: And he actually went and interviewed the guy in, in person, and he still reviews the movies and like trashes them.
4: Oh, <laughs> in, in the last episode, we were just talking about, um, there's a brewery in uh, that just opened in New York a couple of years ago that's owned, it's a Christian brewery owned by Kelsey Grammer. I forgot, I was going to ask you all about that's it. random. It's I've called, it's got this ridiculous patriotic name. It's called like, oh. Uh, america I'm something oh my god kelsey
3: grammar i didn't know he was like that i mean come on he's the beast he should know what discrimination feels like
4: you just almost exactly quoted what joe said when i told him about the about the brewery that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> so that's, a, faith that's amazing american Ooh. brewing company faith american brewing that's it yeah come yes. on yeah that's got every everything in it right there it's got faith it's got it got patriotism and fear
3: he had brewed a beer but i didn't realize he had opened a brewery oh it's near the cat skills i think
4: it's i think it's contract brewery i don't think it's i don't think it's real i think it's a brand yeah i think i
3: had heard that but i had no idea it was religion based
2: makes
4: sense
3: well guys tune
2: in next time christian we're gonna have you guys back thanks for hanging out with us hey go watch supernatural go listen to heretic party let's have a big party and we'll see you next week
4: (laughs) cheers